done. Uh, amen. We're thankful for everyone that's in the house of the Lord on Wednesday night. Amen. Generally, um, Wednesday nights are a little bit different from what we do here on Sunday mornings. Uh, Sunday mornings, we have uh, all the musicians and the singers, and uh, we have a great time of worship. Uh, and then we are praying, amen, that God would help us, amen, to continue to develop, uh, that we could um, can, we could have a good spirit of worship in the house on Wednesday nights, and that is uh, in the works. God is helping us to get that uh, going, and I'm thankful for all that God's done. Uh, but Wednesday nights, amen, we do slow it down a little bit, and we do dive into the word of the Lord, more of a Bible study approach, um, and I, uh, I believe, amen, that Bible study is very, very important, amen, in the spiritual development of our walk with God, amen. I believe that God does want to move us forward. Um, it's not the will of God that we stay stagnant, that we uh, become stale, uh, but if we are connected to God, amen, who is the source of all life, uh, if we are connected to God, amen, the, the, a God that is alive, amen, then our lives will resemble his life. And we will move forward and we will have growth and we will have development as we stay connected uh, to, as the Bible says, connected to the vine, connected to the vine. Amen. Uh, the Lord Jesus said, I am the vine and ye are the branches. Every branch in me that uh, uh, that everyone that is connected to that vine, amen, is going to have that life source. Um, so we want to just dive into the word of the Lord here today. And I'm going to ask you just to stand just briefly. For the reading of the word of the Lord and going to be directing your attention to the book of Genesis chapter number five. Amen. Genesis chapter five and verse number 18. Just a few passages of scripture. Amen. And we do want to say a great big welcome. Amen. Tonight to Zyra that's with us and her Hi. boy Lorenzo. Amen. We're excited you're with us tonight for the first time. Yeah, and we want you to feel welcome. Amen. The church said, "Amen." Amen. 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 We're amen. thankful for everyone that God has brought us into contact with. Amen. God is orchestrating things in our lives, even as we speak today, even as we're here. God is setting us up for great things. And the Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter five and verse eighteen, and and Jared lived an hundred sixty and two years, and he begat Enoch. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch 800 years. That's a long, long time. And he begat sons and daughters. It's a lot of time to bear children. Uh, and verse 20 says, And all the days of Jared were 962 years. Incredible. Uh, 962 years and he died. And verse number 21 says this, And Enoch lived 60 and five years. So he was 65 years old before he began his first child. Uh, we think that that's past your prime uh, in the day in which we live in, 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 our, in our world today. That is, uh, you're past the, the time of childbearing. We'll say it that way. Uh, 65 years, you're past the years of childbearing. Um, and the Bible says Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. How many have heard of that name, Methuselah? Amen. And he's famous for the longest, uh, the longest living person on the planet in the history of time. Methuselah, uh, we'll come to find out, lived 969 years, I believe it is. Almost lived to 1,000 years old. Uh, Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. 
And the Bible says in verse number 22 that and Enoch walked with God and he and Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah. Amen. There's not a whole lot of scriptures that uh, refer to Enoch in the Bible. Uh, so we have to hang on to every word. Amen. As it talks about Enoch, uh, the Bible says Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years. Enoch walked with God for 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. So he, he was 65 years old. Then he begat Methuselah and he walked with God after that. For The Bible says for 300 years. And verse number 24 says, And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Amen. He walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Amen. Why don't we set our Bible aside and ask the Lord to talk to us here for a few moments on this Wednesday night. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all that you've done. God, I'm asking you today that you would anoint my lips of clay, God, to use me. God, I pray you would anoint every heart and every mind to be receptive to your word. God, I am praying today, God, that you would move us Forward in the Holy Ghost today, God, help us, Lord. Lord, I pray that somehow, some way, God, you would whet our appetite, God, for more of you, God. We want more of you, God, and we want less of the world. God, I pray, Lord, that something that we speak tonight would help your people, God. Help us, Lord, to feed the flock of God tonight, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, Lord, for your anointing. We pray for your spirit. We pray for your power, Lord, today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's take a few moments and let's worship the Lord. Let's talk with the Lord right now for a few more moments. God, we love you today, Jesus. We magnify your name. God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. We give you the worship today. We magnify you, Lord. We give you all of the praise. Come on, let's lift our voices. Let's magnify Him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, I pray today you would speak to our hearts. Lord, I pray you would move in our midst today. God, in the name of Jesus today. We love you, Lord, and we magnify you. We give you praise. We give you worship. We give you glory and honor today, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. The Bible, amen, makes, uh, there is several descriptions in the Word of God as it relates to that man named Enoch. And you'll find through the study of the Word of God that there is, uh, the Bible describes Enoch in such a way that it does not describe many other individuals in the Bible. For instance, Enoch was one of two men in the Bible, only two men in the Bible of whom it is said that he walked with God. Obviously, there's others in the scriptures that had relationship with God. Abraham is known as a friend of God, but Enoch is one of two men, Noah being the other individual, which was, I believe, his grandson, uh, the grandson of Enoch, that it said he walked with God. He had that walk with God, that relationship with God. And also, Enoch is 
the only one except the Lord Jesus of whom it is written, he pleased God. He pleased God. Enoch was such an individual, amen, that he had that description applied to his life, that he was one of the few that walked with God and that pleased God. And so we can look into the life of Enoch, amen, to extrapolate or to extract different uh, things that describe his life. If we want to uh, attain for that same relationship, that same walk with God, we can look at the life of Enoch and we can begin to find things. The first thing um, implied in Enoch's walk with God is reconciliation. A pertinent question is asked in the book of Amos chapter 3 and verse 3. And it's this, how can two walk together except they be agreed? How can two walk together except they be agreed? Amen. You can't walk with someone for too long in this life until you begin to find uh, that you, if you're going to continue to walk with that individual life, whether it be uh, a person you, you love or de uh, desire to be with, a spouse uh, or whomever, whatever type of relationship, there's got to be some sort of agreement. And we agree on some of the very basics in life or else that, that walk is not going to work out uh, for very long. But Amos 3 and 3 says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? And the, thus, two walking together, two individuals walking together supposes agreement or sympathy or harmony. And I'm going to talk, amen, tonight for a few moments on this simple thought, a man and his God. If I could title it, I would title that a man and his God and talking about the life of Enoch. Amen. Thus, two walking together supposes harmony, a harmonious relationship. And when we say of any man that he walks with God, it implies that he has been reconciled to God. God has not conformed to that person's life, but rather, on the contrary, that person's life conforms to, amen, the life of God or that, that ideology, that mindset, the doctrine of God. God has not conformed to the man, but the man has conformed to God. A walk with God then supposes the judicial putting away of sin and the impartation of the divine nature to the one who walked with him. Amen. In the process of walking with God, the process of having that relationship with God, divine nature is being imparted to that person's life. Amen. That is seen in the example of Enoch as the years would go by and he, as Enoch walked with God, that he became more and more, amen, began to take on more and more of the nature, the characteristics of God. Amen. He began to resemble the nature of God. He began to resemble the thought processes. And from his mouth, the words begin to come out of Enoch's mouth. And it was a word from God to his people, to the world in which he lived. Amen. Enoch walked with God. Amen. He began to have that divine nature imparted to his life. Amen. A walk with God, as I mentioned, amen, supposes the judicial putting away of sin. Amen. Enoch began to resist and he began to repel, amen, a sinful lifestyle. Amen. Study of the scriptures would have us to know, amen, that the day in which Enoch lived was a very evil time in this world. Amen. The, the environment that Enoch was a part of, amen, was an environment, amen, that did not uh, uh, listen, that did not uh, 
conformed to the word of God. Amen. If you will, Enoch was one man walking with God and just trying to teach his family. And everybody in the society around him was doing the exact opposite. Amen. Enoch was, if you will, a pioneer. Enoch was one, amen, that stood alone many times and said, I've got to walk with God. And if I'm going to walk with God, I'm going to depart from sin. I'm going to shun, amen, the practices of this world in which I live. And I'm going to allow that by nature to be imparted to my life. I don't know about you, but there comes a time during your walk with God, amen, that God will speak to you and God will say there's some things in your life. You've got to push aside some sins. You've got to push aside some weights, amen, that are not necessarily classified as sin, amen, that you might walk with me, amen, child of God. It's his will that he walk with you and that you walk with him. But in the process of the, amen, a walk with God, God will confront some things in your life. Then God will say, if I'm going to walk with you, Brother Paul, you've got to push this aside. And you've got to begin to embrace this. We've got to be in agreement one with another. There's got to be some uh, the meeting of the minds, if you will. And to walk with God implies a moral fitness. God does not walk out of the way of holiness. Amen. God does not walk out of the way of holiness. And before, uh, what we mean by that is before God would walk through the camp of the nation, the people of Israel, amen, God would tell them to remove everything that was defiling them. Put it aside. Put it away. Amen. That I might walk in the midst. And if God's going to walk in the midst of abundant life center, or if God's going to walk in the way, amen, of your family, in your household, there's going to be some things that God's going to speak to you and say, remove this from your life. Amen. But don't just remove some things. Replace them with a walk with God. Replace it with the reading of the word. Replace it with the hunger for holiness. Replace it with the desire for more of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 1 John chapter 1, 6 through 7 says, If we say that we have fellowship with Him, if you say you've got to walk with God, amen, if we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, then we're lying to ourselves. And we do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Amen. It's the will of God that you and I walk in the light. We walk in the light of the revelation of the word of God. And in the process of walking in the light, God is trying to orchestrate some sort of an environment for you that will replace that whole environment of the world. And it's the will of God that you have fellowship with your brothers and with your sisters. Amen. That you come into a community of the faith. You come into a gathering, if you will. And God begin to have that spiritual adoption in your life and say, you're not going to be a part of an old lifestyle. But I want you to have fellowship with those that are in the light. I want you to embrace it new and a living way. I want to lead you somewhere, Enoch. I want to show you some things in life. I want to reveal some more things to you. Hallelujah. And that's the desire of God tonight. That he would move his church forward. That he, would, that he would help you to uh, embrace, amen, the community of faith. And you would find the agreement, amen, with others in the church house. Amen. You would begin to embrace the word of God and say, I want that word of God to live in my soul. 
Amen. To walk with God implies a surrendered will. Amen. To walk with God implies a surrendered will. Amen. If you're going to have a relationship with God, it's not going to be because mom and dad are forcing you. And they're saying, you're going to do this. There, there is a part of that I will tell you, though, that mom and dad lead their children in the ways of the Lord. And they, uh, you know, the Bible talks about Abraham. I know that Abraham will command his children and his children's children to follow me, to keep my commandments. Amen. But uh, in the process of, of leading our family, amen, we, we got to pray, God, I'm going to lead my children to church. I'm going to lead my children in the, in the ways of God. But God, somehow, somewhere along the line, God, you've got to touch their heart like only you can touch them. Somehow, someway, God, you've got to give them a desire, Lord. You've got to fill them with the Holy Ghost. You've got to take over, God. I'm going to lead my family. I'm going to lead them in the way of holiness. But God, you've got to touch them. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But to walk with God implies a surrendered will. God does not force his company upon any. We, we make that statement based off, there's a scripture in the book of Revelations that, that God says to a particular church, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice I will, and he open the door, I will come in unto him and fellowship with him and I'll sup with him. But there's that concept, there's that picture of God at the door knocking as a gentleman. And we gather that uh, that concept, that, that precept that God is a gentleman, that God's not going to force his company. God's not going to force himself on you and, and smack you down the ground and, and hold you handcuffed until you, you say yes to God. That's not how God works. Amen. God is going to reach and God's going to uh, he's going to move in your life. Amen. So that you can say, amen, as the psalmist said in Psalms 40 in verse eight, I delight to do thy will. Oh, God, I delight to do thy will. Oh, God. Amen. He not did not wake up. Amen. Morning after morning thinking, man, here I go again. I've got to go talk with God. I've got to go spend some hours of my day with God. Amen. I believe that Enoch, amen, that scripture in 40 and 8 of the book of Psalms, amen, probably was something that Enoch felt time after time. I delight to do thy will, O God. I delight to do thy will. God, I enjoy living for God. I enjoy doing the will of God. It's not a drudgery. It's not a hardship. Amen. It's a joy. Amen. It's a joy in giving. There's a joy in coming to church. There's a joy in talking to God. There's a joy in reading my Bible. I delight to do thy will, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I would tell you tonight, amen, that the best life is a life spent living for God. Amen. There's no greater joy, amen, than, than the joy, amen, being in God's presence. Than the joy of living for God and knowing that my soul is all right with God. Amen. There's, there's nothing greater, amen, than walking with the Lord. And if then we would walk with the Lord, there must be a willingness and a readiness on our part. There's got to be a readiness on our part. A part where we get active and we say, God, I'm going to I'm going to follow after God. I'm going to do my part. Amen. The book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28 through 29 says, come unto me. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. It's a 
It's an active part of the individual. I'm going to go to him. I'm going to come unto him. And furthermore, verse 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. God's not there saying, here, move over. I'm going to smack a yoke on your shoulders. He's saying, no, the yoke's right there. You go pick up that yoke because that yoke is a lot easier than the yoke the world's going to put on you. But you've got to be the one to say, I'm going to take that yoke upon me. I'm going to come unto him. I'm going to, I'm going to have that come to Jesus experience. Not just a one and done type of thing, but every day, God. God, I'm going to take up my cross. God, I, I, I delight to do thy will, God. I, I'm going to get a hold of you like never before. And I would tell you, amen, in that process of a surrendered will, amen, Enoch did not take a turn or two with God. Enoch did not take a turn or two with God and then, and then leave his company. But he walked with God for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. And what a splendid walk. A walk of 300 years. Amen. I have observed, amen, from the, uh, the pews many times, uh, different ministers that I, as a young boy, looked at and admired and thought, man, that... That man has been that man of God's been living for God for 50 years. What a beautiful relationship he has with God. You can see it on his face. You can hear it in their words. Amen. But to think of a man that could walk with God for 300 years. What happens after 50 years of living for God? What happens after 100 years of living for God? 200 years of living for God. That still causes that man Enoch to say, I'm going to get up. And I'm going to go walk with God today. There's still more that I want to know about God. There's still, I still want to be closer. Can you imagine that? Amen. I, I mean, there's there's people that have been married for 30 years and 40 years, and you can tell. Oh man, I already know what he's thinking. I already know what's going on there, man. There's no surprises there. But to wake up each and every day thinking, I wonder. What God has in store for me. I wonder what more I can know about God today. How unsearchable are his ways. There's more I can find out about God. God has something more for my life. There's something more. And for 300 years, that's a long time. I think, uh, I don't know my history that well, but I believe America's been in existence for over 200 years. But certainly not 300. I think it was 1776. Um, longer than the United States has been in existence, a man was just around talking to God every day, walking with God. God, I want some more of you. God, I want to know your ways. He did not have a Bible to go reference. Amen. The Bible was not written. Amen. There was word of mouth passed down from uh, from one ancestor to another, from one from a grandfather to the father to the son to the grandson, and on down the line. And the Bible says that Enoch was, I believe, the sixth man removed from Adam. Amen. Not very far from the act of creation. Probably even talked with Adam. But he had the desire. There's, there's, there's some more that I, I want of God. Amen. We could stop there and talk for a little bit about Adam. Amen. The Bible says that God walked with Adam in the cool of the day. And the Bible says that Adam was created and he was made perfect and he was in a perfect paradise. And yet he still desired to walk with God. God still desired to walk with him. What was his prayer? What was he praying? God help me with my bills. God help me. My back hurts. God help me. 
uh, you know, these animals are just bullying me. I, I don't know. What did he pray? But I believe he prayed, God, make me one with you. God, help me, God, to be close to you, God. God, I'm made in the image of God. And God, there's all these things that you bless me with. But God, above all else, God, I want to know you more. God, I want that relationship with you. God, I want to know you for myself. And I would tell you in 2017, in the United States of America, there could be a people of God in the city of Latham and the surrounding communities that can say, God, I want to know you more. God, I'm fallen God. I'm a fallen man. I'm a fallen woman, God. But I want to be reconciled to God. I want to be one with you, God. Be formed in me. Help me to be what you want me to be. I believe, amen, there's some prayers that we can pray. Amen. Here on the Wednesday night that says, God, move me forward. Move me forward, God. I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you, Lord. Hallelujah. Enoch walked with God. Amen. He walked with God. It was not a run. It was not a leap. Hallelujah. It wasn't a spurt, but it was a steady walk. God, I'm going to get up and I'm going to talk with you some more. I'm going to get a hold of God. Amen. I remember uh, as a a youngster in high school, I think I could run a little bit of long distance. Uh, By today's standards, I'm extremely slow. Uh, My mile time was five minutes, eight seconds. I was hoping everybody nowadays is at four minutes, and some I think I'm, I think they're under four minutes. Uh, but it was still pretty good. But I remember what I remember doing the 1600 relay, which is four times around the football field essentially. And I remember uh, you know doing the stretching, getting ready, drinking the water, getting hydrated, and then you know at the at the shot of the gun, Amen. You, you everybody takes off running, and the most ex- unexperienced, the inexperienced ones are the ones that take off full steam ahead, just turn on the burners right there from the beginning. And, and for those uh, that are, you know, don't have that quick uh, takeoff, you start to think, man, I'm going to lose this race. This is not looking too good. I'm going to get creamed here today. But you've been practicing, you've been preparing, and you know that it's, a, it's, a, it's something you've got to be steady. You've got to just have a good pace. You've got to be fast, but you've got to keep, I'm, I'm going to keep a good pace, and I'm going to cross that finish line. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to increase my time. I'm going to get better. And, and it's not, uh, the race is not to those that are fastest from the blocks, unless it's a, a 400 or a 200 uh, sprint or whatever it may be. Uh, but in the long distance, uh, the, long, the, longer, the longer runs, amen, you've got to pace yourself. You've got to say within yourself, I'm going to make it. Amen. No matter how hard it is in the middle or in the beginning, I'm going to make it. I'm going to cross that finish line. I'm going to get to heaven, Brother Nathan. Amen. I, I may be struggling today. I may be going through some things right now, but I determined in my mind a long time ago I'm going all the way. I'm going to cross that finish line. I'm going to get to heaven. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And it is a walk with God. It's a steady walk with God. It's not a run. It's not a sprint. Amen. It's a walk with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The quicker you realize that, amen, the, the faster you, you won't, you realize that I'm not going to be discouraged every time something happens in my life. I'm, I'm walking with God. I'm making it. I'm going forward. God's helping me. 
God's moving for my life. Amen. What would be the result of his walk with God? Amen. Would not the first consequence of such a walk be a growth in grace? Walking implies progress and that in a forward direction. When you're walking with God, amen, you're going forward. Amen. You've not stopped. You're not turning back. You're not turning to the side, but you're continuing to move forward. Amen. I may not be uh, where I want to be tonight, but I'm not where I used to be. Amen. Last year, I'm going forward in God. God's helping me. God's moving me forward. I'm about to break some God. I'm progressing onward. Amen. I'm not where I used to be. I'm walking with God. I may not be where I want to be right now, but I'm not where I used to be. I'm walking with Him. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a man and it's God. When you have that relationship, that walk with God, amen, God helps you along the road of life. Hallelujah. Enoch's life must have been progressive. At the close of 300 years of communion with God, fellowship with God, Enoch could not be morally and spiritually where he was at the beginning of his his walk with God. Amen. At the end of 300 years of walking with God. Amen. I believe that Enoch could look back and say. Amen. I, I was, I'm not where I used to be. God brought me a mighty long way. Amen. I still got more to go in God. And, and I would sure love to just be in his presence all the time. I believe that was Enoch's desire. Amen. I want to get in God's presence again. I can't wait. Amen. Till God comes down and talks with me. And moves in my life. And God touches me. Amen. That was his desire. And I believe that God gave him the desires of his heart. Amen. He could not be morally and spiritually where he was at the beginning. He would have a deeper abhorrence of sin. And a humbler estimate of himself. Amen. It's been said that the closer you get to God, the more you realize how inadequate you are. The more you realize, amen, that you need God more than ever before. Amen. The person that walks around with the walks around with a proud look and a high look, amen, is the person that has not been in God's presence. Else they would realize I'm nothing without God. I need Him. I can't make it on my own. I've taken a look at the splendor at the glory of God and I realize I'm inadequate I need him I need him I need him hallelujah a further consequence of Enoch's walk was his witness for God a further consequence of Enoch's walk was his witness for God if you will Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Jude, the book right before Revelation. The book of Jude, just one small chapter. 25 verses. The book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam... The seventh from Adam. I said six earlier. I apologize. It's the seventh from Adam. Amen. That number of perfection. Amen. Prophesied of these saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. This is Enoch preaching the word of God, being a witness to his world. Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. 
to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Amen. Enoch began to stand up and begin to proclaim the word of the Lord. Amen. I believe that Enoch walked with God to the point that God showed him the second coming of the Lord. Amen. When God would come with ten thousands of his saints. Amen. What can God show you today if you will walk with him? Amen. God can possibly show you a family member coming back to God. God can show you a breakthrough. God can show you a blessing. God can reveal some things to you if you desire. God, I'm going to walk with you, God. I want you to be my God. I want more of you, God. Amen. God can reveal some things into your life. Amen. Greater than your existence. Something bigger than yourself. Amen. You do not realize the potential that lies in your walk with God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands one more time to the Lord and why don't we talk with God for a few moments. Oh, God, we love you. God, help us to be a witness for you, God. Help us to be a witness for you, God. Help us to proclaim your word. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Enoch first experienced, amen, that, uh, that personal transformation, that personal development in the presence of God that uh, helped him to be that witness for God, that helped him to stand up with boldness and tell an ungodly world that God was going to judge them, that the, the judgment of the Lord was coming. Amen. God gave him the boldness. And when we get a hold of God and we find a place to pray on a Wednesday night or a Monday night prayer or whatever time you make to pray in your daily life, amen, God will give you the boldness and God will give you the courage to confront some things in your life, to confront the ideologies and the false philosophies of humanity in this day in which we live. And God can help you to bring a message of hope to a hurt and dying world. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is something that must be stressed. This order of his life cannot be reversed. The order of Enoch's life cannot be reversed. It is a divine appointment. Before we can witness for God, before we can be that city on the hill, before we can be that world-impacting church. Yes, I said it, a world-impacting church. Amen. We've got to have a walk with God. We've got to have a relationship with God. Amen. I'll preach it till I'm blue in the face. You've got to have your own walk with the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That was my prayer for many years as a growing up young man. God, help me to know you for myself. Help me to know you for myself. You say, well, I'm too young. Amen. I think I was probably 10 or so years of age as a boy. Praying, God, help me to have my own walk with you. God, somehow, somewhere down the line, down the road of my life, use me, God. Let me be a vessel in your hands. God, I want to know you for myself. 
God, I've heard the testimonies of the elders in my life and, and those that have gone on before me. But God, let me know you for myself. Let it get personal in my life. God, let it get personal in my life. And the commencement and the culmination of Enoch's walk with God. It is not said that Enoch walked with God before his son was born. That life, that, that little one that God gave him, Methuselah. It was not said, and as we open up this uh, message here tonight, amen, pay special attention to the word after Methuselah was born, that Enoch began to walk with God. Amen. There's many people today, amen, I've seen it many times that they, they start out on fire for God. I've got so many friends that, I, that I'm thinking about, amen, and, and I'm not condemning them, but I, I can see some things that the, uh, they're, they're, they're on fire for God. They're doing well, and then God gives them children, and they, they cut out all the consecration. They cut out all the commitments. And, and I know I'm speaking from inexperience today. I, don't, I haven't had children yet. Amen. But it's my desire, amen, that after my children are born, amen, I have a greater commitment to live for God. I have a greater commitment. God, I'm going to help my children to live for God. God, I'm going to help my children to know the God in heaven. I'm going to teach my children some things. And it should not be that after children come, amen, the commitment and the consecration for God goes out the door. But on the contrary, it should increase. Amen. God, I've got some young lives that I'm responsible for. You've got to help me to raise these babies. You've got to help me, God, to transfer some things that I got from Adam, that I got from my grandpa. Help me to transfer some things into the heart of my children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nothing, amen, that's more beautiful than seeing a father and a mother lay their hands on their children and say, God, put that love in their hearts that you gave me for you. And they're beginning to transfer that mantle of anointing to the next generation. They're saying, God, you've got to touch them like you touched me as a teenager. You've got to touch them like you touched me years ago, God. You've got to give them a hunger. You've got to give them a thirst for God like you've given me for you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And that gift from God of Methuselah. Amen. May have been the means of leading Enoch into this closer friendship, this closer relationship with God. Amen. Such to ought to ever be the case. Amen. The responsibilities of parenthood should cast us more and more upon God. The responsibilities of parenthood should cast us more and more upon God. I, don't, I can't tell you how many times I remember... Uh, my dad, amen, and my mom praying for us. God, help us to raise these children. Help us to raise these boys. Amen. And I, I would tell you that it drew them closer to God, no doubt. God, help my babies. God, help my boys. God, help my children. God, give me the wisdom that I need. I don't know what to do, God. Amen. Nathan's a knucklehead and Paul's a stubborn and, and probably all the different things that we were wrong with them. And, but they begin to pray, God, help me to raise these boys. God, help me to raise Methuselah. God, help me to, to leave a legacy to my family. God, what you've imparted to me, God, what you've been doing my life, God, help me to transfer that to my children. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I appreciate, amen, the friendship we have with Brother brother Darren. We, he's told us a few times, I don't think he'll mind me telling how he gets his children around. He talks to them about the Bible and prays with them. I think that's what a father ought to do. 
A father ought to be there and say, hey, let's talk about the Bible. What questions do you have? Let, let me tell you about what God wants to do for your life. Amen. That was Enoch investing the life of Methuselah. And saying, hey, hey, son, you've got to know there's a God in heaven. That if you can have a walk with him, it's a beautiful relationship. It's the most beautiful thing, Methuselah, you'll ever experience. Amen. And studies have shown the name of his son, Methuselah, strongly implies that Enoch had a revelation from God. Amen. Methuselah, that word, that name signifies, and it means this, according to Newberry, uh, when he is dead, it shall be sent. When he is dead, it shall be sent. And referring to the deluge or the flood that was to come. In other words, I believe that God spoke to me, that God spoke to Enoch and said, I'm going to give you a son from God. And I want you to know, Enoch, as long as he's alive, as long as he's lived, I'm going to, I'm going to forgo judgment. I'm going to push judgment out. And, and Enoch, you've got to take care of that little life. You've got to take care of those babies. You've got to take care of Methuselah. And 900 years went by. Amen. 900 years went by of Methuselah's life. And the judgment of God was, uh, was held off. It was 950 years went by. The judgment of God was held off. 969 years of Methuselah's life came and went. And no doubt, humanity began to question, I wonder when that's going to happen. I don't know. Maybe a few years went by and they began to say, well, God, God didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. Good old Enoch, he was probably confused. He probably misheard the Lord. God, did God really speak to him about Methuselah that when he's, when he's gone, uh, it's going to be sent? What, what, what was that talking about? Maybe that was talking about something else and maybe doubt began to enter in. In all probability, amen, a divine revelation is memorialized in that name Methuselah. It was as though, as I mentioned, as though God had said to Enoch, do you see that baby Enoch? The world will last as long as he lives and no longer. Amen. Oh, divine revelation. The Bible furthermore talks about the life of Enoch in the book of Hebrews 11 verses 5 through 6. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God, but without faith. The very next verse, amen, as it talks about Enoch, says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Who diligently seek him. You want to talk about diligence and seeking after God? Consider the life of Enoch, a man that walked with God for hundreds of years. It was diligently saying, God, I'm seeking after you. God, what are you wanting to do, God? God, you brought me to the year of 2 AD. You brought me to the year 1000 AD. God, you, you've taken me, God, to the year 2000. You've shown me all these things of the world. And God, what more do you have? Amen. He was diligently seeking him until the time in which the Bible says that God showed Enoch the second coming of Christ. God was revealing things. God was showing things. God was teaching him some things. He was learning the mind of God. He was growing in grace. He was, he was getting closer to God. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Dr. B. H. Carroll, his exposition of Genesis, amen, the book of beginnings, uh, a work from which many original and excellent suggestions may be gathered. 
When the Bible says that God translated him, this is an old Latin word, an irregular verb, and it simply means carried over or carried across. Amen. God carried him across. Across what? That river of death and to the other side, to that shore. Amen. That, that shore of life. The, amen. Eternal existence. God carried him over. God transferred him. God translated him. God picked him up and carried him over and put him on the other shore. And walking along here in time and communing with God in faith in an instant, he was communing with God by sight in another world. Amen. There is a process that happens in your walk with God. Amen. You may start out, amen, right here in an altar, but in an hour or two later find yourself as God lifts you up and God begins to take you to glorious places. God takes you to secret places in Him and God begins to show you things. The Apostle Paul, John the Revelator, God showed you things in prayer and God wants to move in your life just the same. It's a man, a woman, and their God. God wants to take you further, higher. God wants to show you some things. God wants to reveal Himself. And God wants to give us revelation. God wants to give us understanding. But it's up to those that diligently seek Him. That don't start out from the blocks of the racetrack just dark. But just realize, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk with God. I'm going to walk a steady pace. I'm going to go as fast as I can. But I'm going to keep this pace. And by the grace of God, I'm going to make it to the other side. And God is going to... One day for this church, transfer us over to the other side. Amen. We know from studying the scriptures that there is a rapture of the church. Amen. And one day the Bible says the trumpet of the Lord will sound. And then we which are alive and remain. Amen. We're going to be caught up in the clouds of glory. We're going to be enraptured with God. And God is going to lift us up out of this old world. Amen. But it's for those that just like Enoch had a walk with God. Just like Enoch were diligently seeking after God. We're diligently thirsting. Amen. They were saying, God, I want more. God, take me further. And you, God, help me and my family. Help me to raise my family. No doubt Enoch knew he had a limited amount of time. My boy Methuselah is not going to live forever. He probably will outlive me. I may not see that judgment. But I'm going to train him up. I'm going to make sure I take care of what God has put in my life at my disposal. Amen. Why don't we stand tonight? Amen. As we close. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that God is going to move here tonight. Amen. I believe that God is helping us tonight to go forward. Amen. It's not the will of God that we stay where we are spiritually with God. But God desires to move his church forward. God desires to move his church forward. Amen. I want to draw closer to God. You say, well, I've been living for God a long time. What's this young, what's this young boy going to teach me? Amen. Just a little bit that I've learned. And what God's speaking to me. That he wants his church to have a walk with him. He wants to know you better. He wants you to spend time with him. He wants you to diligently seek him. If Enoch could do it for 300 years. And God could reveal some incredible things to Enoch. And give him that boldness. That courage to preach the gospel. Amen. There, But there first had to be some spiritual formation in Enoch's life. And in this church. Amen. God is rapidly taking this church forward. Amen. There is a latter rain. Amen. That's not going to be distorted by 
by the world by the worldly philosophies, but there's a true latter rain that God's going to pour out in this church, in this city. And it's going to be for those, amen, God's going to use those in this house, amen, to facilitate that revival. But if God's going to use us at any point, amen, and before he comes, amen, we've got to have a walk with God. We've got to, we've got to know who God is. And God's going to help 